0: a joy to be me a podcast sharing the magic of minerals microbes and a return back to nature's ways tune in to learn how to nourish yourself emotionally mentally physically and spiritually it's time to reconnect with and deepen the fundamentals of human health so we can return to our wild state i'm your host lydia joy let's celebrate this wild ride we call the human experience Hey, folks, I hope you're all enjoying your summer. I took a little break from the podcast during the holiday, and I recently settled into a new short-term rental while we continue our quest for a more permanent mold-free solution here. (laughs) So that's why it's been a couple weeks since I last released a podcast episode for you, but I am happy to say I'm back and raring to go with so much (laughs) honestly, ready to just burst out of me. I cannot wait to share it with you. Um, So yay, here we are. And I just want to say thanks to those of you who have written to share how my podcast has helped you, um, how you've enjoyed it, how it's been incredibly informative. Um, Yeah, I honestly love feedback and affirmation. I mean, who doesn't really? <laughs> So I appreciate you. Please keep them coming. Um, One of the best ways is to leave me a review. You can do that on iTunes, or you could even send me an email, connect at LydiaJoy.me. Seriously, it means the world to me. It's like fuel to keep me going on this podcasting quest. All right. Well, I've been realizing lately how much conditioning, how it runs thick. I mean, it's just like constantly being revealed to me, the conditioning that we have to bust through, that we have to, oh, bust is like, just feels so inadequate. It's like way deeper than that. But, you know, collectively, when it comes to our health and wellness, there's a lot to wade through. And one of the biggest pain in the asses, in my opinion, is this hierarchical infrastructure, this idea of the guru or the top-down infrastructure putting, you know, people in, like, this position of feeling powerless, which is entirely untrue. Also, the idea of, like, enforcing, enforcement, forcing things, or just, you know, doing what the leader tells you, like, the doctor, um, I, you know, and I've also been having some challenges relaying this to my kids, dad, around their education and watching, you know, how, that whole force <laughs> side just doesn't work. um there's so many ways we could look at this, right? It just really crushes our individual um perspective, who we are. it denies us of our autonomy, our ability to learn to self lead and I find this to be true in when I see people feeling powerless around their health after having gone to doctor after doctor um taking on this kind of idea that someone else is supposed to tell them what to do, right? Or they're not being told something that is helping them. And somewhere deep down they know, but they feel they've lost their own voice, they've lost their own power, they've they've disconnected from it because of this way we are collectively in our culture, right? And so I just have been pondering this again and again and again in in a myriad of ways. And I just want to riff on it for a second, because it makes so much sense to keep remembering that we have a lot of conditioning to undo to help us become more sovereign, more autonomous, lead us back to our power so that we can step up to the plate and really tackle our health and wellness at a deeper level. All right, so I wrote this little blurb the other day when I was journaling, and I here's here we go. Using force when it comes to change can backfire. I'm not a fan of top-down anything. The age of the guru or hierarchical structures is crumbling. At least it should be. It's not serving us. In fact, it's doing us harm. Think about the public school system, for example. It's set up with top-down infrastructure. Originally, they were designed with a specific outcome in mind to create factory workers and were ruled by the clock. And as industrialization changed the way we work, it created the need for universal schooling. Factory owners required docile, agreeable workers who would show up on time and do what their managers told them. This is failing us miserably. The same is true when it comes to learning how to reclaim our health. We have had hierarchical structures put in place that we readily follow like sheep because we are trained from a young age. So this is a a hard to break out of pattern because it's been conditioned into us. The main way people seek help for their health is through allopathy in Western medicine, which is the main infrastructure that is widely known in the United States. Anything else is viewed as alternative to allopathy, which has become the only path that's Uh, deemed acceptable and normalized. Yet, however, we must decondition this out of ourselves in order to reclaim our own intuition and become self-led. To do this, it's important to march to the beat of your own drum, find your flow, and be the leader of your own spirit. I believe this is a big shift for anyone on a wellness journey to make, and not alone. It takes seeing the big picture deconditioning from social infrastructures that are doing harm because of nature divorcement and reconditioning by learning nature's ways and building back better towards those ways that support our human biology, as well as the right relationship with nature to co-create and dance and flow with it instead of harming nature. In an article on human rewilding on the Cambrian Wildwood website, I appreciated this perspective as well. As societies have lost their connection and place within the natural world, people have sought connection and fulfillment via abstract ideas, such as religion, science, technology, adulation of celebrity, etc. And using these ideas and their, quote, high priests to mediate our connection to life— or seeking experience through virtual reality, we relinquish our own birthright to direct, raw experience. This is the end game of domestication. Rewilding embraces the ideas of human-de-domestication, freeing ourselves from the effects of industrialization, mediated experience, delusion, drudgery, pollution, stress, disconnection, ill health, and the trappings of our domesticated lives. So, in light of my podcast, you know, and, and encouraging you to be a joy, for it to become a joy, to be who you are, be to be you, and the concepts of rewilding and returning to nature's ways to impact our human biology, I really think this is important to ponder more deeply as we all continue our wellness journeys. Don't you guys think? It really changes the narrative, it puts us back in the driver's seat. Even if that process is incredibly arduous, bumpy, long, and yeah. So, that all said, today I want to talk about kidney health and why it matters (laughs) because more and more I'm making the correlations to just how weak and poorly functioning the modern human kidneys really are. I recently had a client that is. Well, I have a client currently who's twenty four years old, and uh, they did some testing with me for severe exhaustion. And what we discovered showed some pretty big imbalances with the kidneys and the adrenals being quite taxed and really struggling to function. Um, and it's really hard to see that in someone so young. It breaks my heart, you know. And I don't think people, you know, most people today understand anything about their kidneys. They don't even know what they do. Um or how the modern world's incredibly hard on kidney health, as well as you could be born congenitally speaking receiving poor kidney chi energy whatever because of your parents. We don't talk about that either. And you know, ancient cultures would have spent so much time and emphasis and energy to prepare people for the future generation being healthy. And we really don't do that anymore. So, um, yeah, it's important to talk about this now uh, while people are young, <laughs> or oh, you know, versus later. It really is. Because we tend to wait too long to more fully evaluate kidney health these days. And honestly, doctors have failed to properly educate people on how to take care of their kidneys. And I might add, this is because the system they're a part of has failed and it's also not interested in educating us and giving us those natural means to repair because it is zero desire to do what nature does and what ancient cultures would have done right so we have to remember this we have to keep that 30,000 foot view in front of our faces because we still get so um i don't know paralyzed and confused and upset by the what we're receiving and it's true it's upsetting to not be cared for by your doctor but we have to stop giving them all the power because they're in a broken system you have to take your power back um they are not the expert authority who's going to save you i'm sorry they can't they absolutely they just can't because their hands are tied by this three-headed monster we call our medical system <laughs> All right. So let's dive in. I want to talk about this. This is super exciting to me. I get so turned on by uh, learning the depths of the depths of the depths of the human body and sharing it with you guys. And I hope you'll get excited about it too, because the human body is amazing. It's freaking amazing. And the kidneys are actually the root of life. So in traditional Chinese medicine, um the kidneys are particularly important and emphasized whereas in modern medicine they're completely left unmentioned or supported until it's too late disease has already set in um and once someone's been diagnosed with kidney failure pff, forget it it's just all downhill from there so the kidneys act like a rechargeable battery for our chi right or our energy in our body And this vital energy is supposed to be held in reserve (laughs) so that we can use it in times of stress and illness. And I think the opposite is true for us. We don't, it's like the absolute opposite is what we're dealing with in the modern world. And the kidneys actually help us stay healthy. They help us stay healthy and strong. They're like these little filters located near the bottom of our ribs, in our back. If you make like a fist, that's about the size of each kidney. And it's just unfortunate that many people's kidneys are not in good shape these days. They can get filled with toxins from things like unhealthy food, polluted water, air, medicine, vaccines, and other bad stuff in our environment. And we know none of that's good for our bodies as a whole. But when our kidneys are healthy, they basically give us like superpowers. They make us brave and fearless and help our minds become sharper and smarter. They give us lots of energy, stamina, determination, to do amazing things. And I really think these qualities are like missing puzzle pieces for many people in our modern world. And the other thing that I want to say is that kidneys and adrenal glands are super tight companions. We hear a lot about the adrenals in many holistic health circles, and you have heard me talk about it incessantly as well. However, It's usually to the neglect of even mentioning our kidneys and their role together in the body, not to mention the massive role that the kidneys play in our vitality. So I'm here to change that dynamic. So let's talk about the kidneys and let's get into this. So the kidneys, like I said, they sit on top. um, Oh, sorry. The adrenals sit on top of your kidneys. They work together as a team. Um. The adrenals are tiny compared to the kidneys. And unfortunately, in many people, including young people, as I'm seeing right before my very eyes, both the kidneys and the adrenal glands are not as strong as they should be. So in functional testing, there's a term called renal insufficiency. Um, So like in, in, you know, if you go and get blood work done, you might hear that at some point. And the word renal refers to the kidney. So I'm going to call it kidney insufficiency or decreased kidney function. Now, this occurs long before any overt signs of renal dis-ease show up. In fact, I've seen it in young children, including my own, from the time I started doing their hair tests. And I, I see little children all the time. I see babies. I see two-year-olds. I see one-year-olds. I see three-year-olds. I see four-year-olds. And I see this showing up, okay? So in my nutrition training, though, we were taught this concept of the kidneys are late to complain. And I would say, at least in terms of how allopathic is testing it, for kidney disease. Now I say dis-ease, you guys, because I don't want us to buy into disease and the model of allopathic. So I'm I'm shifting it that way to reframe it. So I hope you guys caught on to that. I do this is what I've done all along. So I'm just kind of mentioning that in this moment. Instead of disease, I say dis-ease, because that's really what it is. Disease in your body. And instead of seeing it as like a, a thing that you can't do anything about. If you see it as dis-ease, you might see it as like, wow, hmm, there's a shift there. All right. Well, anyways, I've seen I've seen that the kidneys are complaining a lot sooner than we think. Since I've been working with clients through my mineral balancing work with HTMA. So I want to get into this even more than what I learned originally. So since the kidneys help filter waste and toxins, and we know that the modern modern world's just like riddled with them, our kidneys are working harder than ever before in history. Harder than they've ever they were even designed to have to, right? And that's not their only function, right? The kidneys regulate fluid and mineral balance. They help regulate your blood pressure. They play a role in vitamin D metabolism, and they secrete a, a number of hormones. I'll I'll mention a couple. So, erythropoietin. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but that's a glycoprotein hormone, and it's naturally produced by the tubular cells of your kidney that stimulates red blood cell production. Okay, so that's pretty big deal and important. Then there's angiotensin, which is a hormone that helps regulate your blood pressure by constricting or narrowing the blood vessels and then triggering water and salt intake. Okay. Then there's the prostaglandins, which are a group of lipids. They're made at sites of tissue damage or infection that are involved in dealing with injury and illness. And they control processes such as inflammation, blood flow, the formation of blood clots, and the induction of labor. We also know that the kidneys regulate your acid-base balance. So the body's balance between acidity and alkalinity is referred to as acid-base balance. And the blood's acid-base balance is precisely controlled because even a minor deviation from the normal range can severely affect many organs. Um, So if your blood work is off- that's a big deal. <laughs> um if it's not off, that doesn't mean something couldn't be percolating behind the scenes, but if if it is, we got some stuff to deal with, right? And there's many other functions, right? Now, there are a lot of factors that contribute to kidney insufficiency. Um or in traditional Chinese medicine they call it kidney chi deficiency. Now, in in Chinese medicine, um The signs of low kidney energy are low energy. So many people, right? Dark circles under the eyes, poor sleep, a tendency to be fearful, cold hands and feet, and low libido. I mean, if you have two of those, pay attention. If you have more than two, really pay attention. Now, The things that we know that contribute to kidney disease include many, many things. So first, I'm going to start with the most obvious, and that's dehydration. I will never be able to stop talking about this because we don't get enough water. We don't get quality water. We don't have the minerals in the water. Our water has now a lot more toxins in it. And most people drink or consume other dehydrating beverages and foods and live dehydrating lifestyles, and the list could go on. So when I say dehydration, it's not just as simple as like, oh, shit, I got to go drink more water. There's a lot that goes behind this that we really need to take into consideration to correct. Then we can talk about food. Uh, So, you know, standard American diet, high protein intake, processed foods, sugars, caffeine, alcohol, these all cause stress to the kidneys, Um, too little variety and diversity and fresh vegetables and season and... Um, things like that. So the standard American diet is automatically hitting your kidneys up hard. Then we've got, you know, many over-the-counter and prescription drugs. They cause damage to the kidneys, including antibiotics. So that's another hammer to the poor little guys. Um, Impaired liver function, especially its detoxification function, uh, can lead to inke- increased, blah, blah, blah. my word, I got ahead of myself. It can lead to increased kidney stress. So um, what happens is the kidneys often just take on more of the detoxification tasks of the liver when the liver becomes compromised. And, you know, let's be honest, a lot of the same things I just mentioned impact the function of the liver. Um, we're bombarded with toxins, right? We don't have enough nutrition to shore up the function of the two main pathways for the liver to work properly as well. Uh, then we've got heavy metal toxicity. And this just has a detrimental effect on our kidneys, guys. Like, for example, cadmium and mercury. Um, they slowly destroy the glomeruli. They're this tiny network of blood vessels that are like the cleaning units of your kidney. And they filter waste and remove extra fluids from your blood. Um, and when they're damaged, they can't function as they should. This is how heavy metals hurt your kidneys. Um, and it's hard because most people don't even know they have heavy metal issues. They have heavy metal um, excess in their body. It doesn't show up in blood work. It doesn't always show up for, on a first-time hair test. Um, but it is a big piece of our collective puzzle. We're all exposed to them. Um, our bodies have a hard time handling them. It's just it's just another really important thing to, to be aware of. And then, of course, chemicals can easily accumulate in our kidneys and cause damage as well. There's also um, subacute or long-term low-grade and chronic infections that can just decrease your kidney function over time. Um, I think they're termed like uh, glomulo or nephritis, um, or just glomulonephritis or just nephritis. And um, the kidneys are just like such, such vital organs that if they become infected, you know, the entire body it can be weakened. So anybody who's ever had a, an underlying infection knows this very well. Um, and symptoms can include things like pain when you urinate or like just needing to urinate often or like difficulty urinating or even low back pain that can radiate around to the front of your body. So <laughs> pay attention to that low back pain you guys. A lot of people complain about low back pain and they don't ever figure out the real reason behind it and then they do things that actually make the kidneys worse. Like taking pain meds and doing all these things. Um and, and, and also, too, being dehydrated hurts your kidneys and can cause pain, like low back pain. So keep that in mind as well. Um, now, some infections can be totally silent and have no symptoms or very few symptoms and just be really hard to detect. Um, kidney infections can also be common, particularly within women, because in, in women, the urethra is shorter and so infection can easily enter the body through the urethra, travel up this little short tube to the bladder and from there to the kidneys. So that's one reason why maybe women have uh, in- kidney infections more so than men. Um, so those are some of the main um you know, things that can contribute to kidney deficiency, as well as when I said the standard American diet, I I should have said like poor nutrition, like in general, like not adequate nutrients to help our kidneys function, help them out, including like nose to tail, we would have eaten, Um, like heels, like, we would have had, you know, some of the glands of animals and whatnot. Now, another thing that I think is interesting, and I'm going to super quickly insert this, because I'm seeing this more and more. Uh, especially in young kids, because I I tend to work with a lot of moms with young kids who have eczema and skin issues because of my story with mine and my own sons' skin and skin issues, and I have a podcast on my eczema hel- my eczema from hell and how I recovered. You can go check that out. Um, but anywho, Chinese medicine, the skin is associated with the kidney. So what happens is the body's going to use the skin as a secondary route of detoxification. And then, you know, what happens will be like skin problems that we cannot figure out. It's often because they've got kidney dysfunction, um, and basically can indicate that the kidneys not processing metabolic wastes correctly. Right, so the skin, when it's showing all these signs of problems, we got to go look at our other pathways of elimination and see if they're congested and need some help, and we don't usually typically consider the kidneys. So keep that in mind. (laughs) Now, the kidneys also play a really important role in blood pressure control via the renin-angiotensin system. Basically, the renin-angiotensin-aldosterone system is just a series of reactions designed to help regulate your blood pressure. So when it falls, um, you know, the kidneys are going to release the enzyme renin into the bloodstream. So it's important to check our kidney function as well when hypertension is present and not getting resolved because this is like really common in mild to moderate elevations of blood pressure that mind you medication will never resolve or correct which then can further worsen an overlooked underlying kidney dysfunction among many other things. So If you have blood pressure issues that are not resolving and you have not looked at your kidney health, this is a call to action for you. Now, there's another issue that I want to bring up because this comes up in my work um, is calcification in the kidney. So I've talked about calcifications a lot. I've talked about excess calcium a lot. Now, according to Dr. Wilson, um, he says that calcification in kidneys can start at a really young age. I've seen calcification issues in um, young children. In fact, I even have a case of a woman who um, had calcifications uh, in her baby's abdomen based on... Um, uh, what are those tests that they run when you're pregnant? I completely forgot. Ultrasound. Good Lord, Lydia. Woof. It's been a long time since I've had one of those. So there, the baby's, uh, abdomen had calcifications in utero. So guys, I mean, this is, this is, this is a part of our world for real. So it's, it can be due to congenital weakness of, um, you know, the mom passing it on to the child, right? And then the child's born into the world with it already, and we don't even know about it. Um, And then, of course, you know, the whole diet and meds and vaccines and whatnot, but kidney calcification um, gets worse and worse and worse over time to the point where it's, it's deadly. So, um, it has a really terrible effect on your kidneys when you have calcium buildup because it causes the arteries and veins in the kidneys to weaken and narrow. And this is yet another cause of high blood pressure. And it also reduces the efficiency of the kidneys overall, and then eventually can cause the buildup of toxins in the blood. We don't want that because that could be lethal if it was like too extreme. So This is another piece of the puzzle that, you know, shows up in the mineral work that I do. There's a lot of these things that we can connect the dots to around overall health and kidney health that show up in a lot of the symptoms many, many people are dealing with these days. So with all that said, when I assess a person's health, I'm always looking at the bigger picture, I'm connecting dots through the whole system so that we can make a plan of action that brings deeper correction. And we can do this with blood work. We can do this with a hair analysis. It all goes back to, you know, building back better human biology and getting those foundations, those fundamental things that are absolutely necessary that nature divorcement has taken away. You know, domestication of humans has put us in this position And we have to put them all back. We have to like reroute. We got to put them all back and and put them in play in place for a long time, right? And that said, there are often things that need to be targeted bio-individually as well along somebody's health and wellness journey. That's where the testing comes in. It lends a big hand, but only if it's viewed with restoration of function in mind, not like, oh, I want to treat a symptom. Hurry up. Make, make it stop. like And therefore, medication, which misses so much and makes the body more toxic. So super quick, I, um, I've talked about this before in many ways, in little drips and drabs throughout the podcast, um, but some basics for kidney health. I mean, you should know what they are by now based on what I've shared. We got to hydrate properly. We got to eat real clean food. We got to eat diverse, um, fresh, in-season, local, you know, mineral-rich foods, plant foods as well as animal foods, Uh, fruits, vegetables, particularly wild foods. They've got a lot more going for them. Um I've talked about nettles incessantly. I've talked about other plants and herbs and infusions. I have a whole podcast on red clover and how it loves your kidneys. Go check that one out. You got to help your body detoxify. And to do that, you got to get the toxins out of your life and then help the function of all your pathways of elimination work better. You got to sweat, you got to breathe properly, manage and support your stress, avoid those toxins like the plague, the processed foods, the meds, the antibiotics, the vaccines. You know, you can walk barefoot in the early morning on dew covered grass for at least ten minutes as this stimulates the kidney meridians on the sole of the feet. Wow, wouldn't it be amazing if we all did this? <laughs> It'd be such a great way to start your day. Speaking of which, um because of the the meridians on the feet, you can also do foot reflexology daily. So you could do just go w- look up some videos and just sit sit there and rub your feet um for a few minutes every day figure out where the kidneys are maybe go get a reflexology session for the first time in your life when i did it was very telling that my kidneys were not happy <laughs> uh because they pay attention to these things in in these different modalities that we don't in allopathic um you can also do foot baths you know you can do magnesium chloride flake foot baths it's a big one in my world um Yeah, so those are just some super basics. And honestly, most of us have some work to do on on these anyways, and they're never not going to be important. Um, Yeah, so I personally believe that, you know, health and wellness coaching is going to help us reverse this paradigm that I'm talking about, this nature divorcement and this all the challenges, including the issues of the top down hierarchical systems and structures And really position people as clients to be the director of change uh, in their own life. As well as help people, you know, on their wellness journey versus this limited quick fix of allopathic that's incredibly dismissive of the individual. Make sure you check out my past podcast episode on medical gaslighting. You'll find it in the show notes. (laughs) Um, Some people need to hear that and let that sink in, right? Um, you know, and the other thing about health and wellness coaching is that it just really targets human biology, especially from a rewilding perspective, to start to support the whole, not the parts in a nature based way so you can rebuild more effectively and efficiently and stop you know the vicious cycle of on un- being unwell in this world so if you have listened to this episode and Feel like you would like some guidance or help uh, on your current health and wellness journey I do have some initial health coaching sessions open. I call these my breakthrough sessions Um, basically this is for anyone who's like, oh my gosh I really need some clarity on what the heck to do for my health and life right now I'm super confused. I'm overwhelmed. I've tried this. I've tried that. It doesn't seem to be getting me anywhere um So this is for those of you who just really want some deep clarity. Um, And so you can click the link below. You can sign up. Uh, I'll send you a couple forms to fill out. We'll get you on the schedule and um, talk about what it is that – what are your goals right now for your health? What are your struggles right now? And I will help clarify things for you. And here's the thing, if you want to discuss working with me beyond that one session, we can totally do that at the end of our time together, there's no pressure to and if you don't want to. Um, but this is an opportunity to get some help now, get some clarity now, get some action plan in place now, as well as see if, you know, working with me beyond that session is something you want to do. And we can talk about how we would do that. All right. Well, guys, I hope you found this episode insightful and um, maybe learned something new and might be a little more like, whoa, shoot, I really do need to pay attention to this. Um, Or you appreciate the perspective. I hope that it um, brings you some kind of light bulb or aha and maybe even an action to take um, on the heels of listening. So that is all for this episode. I'll see you on the next one.